and welcome to the Dice of Screaming Podcast. Wow, that was a mean one. All right, nice throaty roar. Expect no less. This is, after all, the podcast that hides in shadows, but never moves silently. Um. (laughs) Believe me, people have asked. We've 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 tried. We've we've tried, and it never works. It's like large boots in a very, very narrow hallway. You know, just gomp, gomp, gomp. Yeah, so hey. Uh, or squeaky it? nurse shoes in a, in a clean hospital. Yeah. That's <laughs> okay. us. That's that's how move silently we are. <laughs> and we're going to stay that way no matter how much people beg. All right. Well, hey, um, <laughs> welcome, folks. Hi. I'm Randy. I'm Mike. All right. And we're here together to make the Dice of Screaming podcast possible. With listener support from listeners like you. Um, however, uh, it said that the bare necessities. Oh boy, that the whole Baldur's Gate tree thing. If you haven't heard about that, that's a hoot. But I found out that there's a rabbit hole that goes so much deeper that wow, there's a lot of spicy content in there. And uh, oh, I'm kind of more uh, now that I see some of the jokes coming out of that. Man, this is a good time. I would like to do an entire podcast, but however, I think that uh, it would be too ribald for most folks. So, well, oh wow, like, are you are you seriously telling me that like most of the jokes that we would literally have to get like past the PG thirteen rating and into the R just to do them? Oh well, we're definitely in the M category, but uh, that would that would definitely head into very uh, late night comedy territory that would be definitely uh, some very ribald sex jokes so yeah well look uh, <laughs> uh, i can handle some archer level material so uh, that would be great but yeah that like that this podcast is not generally like we we fail the all audiences test like we we don't meet that threshold uh, but we are you know like, we're pretty pg-13 profanity is our thing it's PG thirteen, you know, we we can maybe cash in like one f bomb once in a great while, but it slips out by accident. But I just didn't. We try to curtail it. Long enough to that profanity is a way of life for me. And uh, Mike is Mike. He's Irish, so oh. no profanity is just in his. Yeah, it, work. it is a tribute to the supreme effort I make uh, to clean up my act that more does not slip out. But that's why we're limited to like just an hour because I, if I we have, go beyond an hour, it's too much. Yeah, I will. Uh, also, there have been moments of like extreme enthusiasm where like things have slipped out. You know? Of course, uh, <laughs> especially if I'm under caffeinated and loopy. Uh, if I'm precisely the right amount of caffeinated, everything is fine. Yeah, we. we I did toy with trying to. Uh... Occasionally, some blood accidentally gets into my nicotine and caffeine stream, and things go horribly awry. I was gonna uh, toy with flipping the script a little bit and uh, covering the Baldur's Gate thing because, but. Uh... As I started looking through other clips, wow, that's a thing. So um, enjoy yourselves, uh, have fun with it. I, uh, we're just not going to be able to really do this and uh, do it the justice that the Dice of Screaming podcast, if there is such a thing, uh, could give it. So, but speaking of justice, we are continuing with Judge Dread today. So that's what we're here to talk about. There hasn't been a whole lot of big gaming news other than the event we just mentioned. So enjoy that. Or if you are appalled or upset by it, well, you know, hey, that's a thing too. I don't uh, don't blame some people for getting a little uh, trippy with it because it's his. <clears throat> hey, um, I I wouldn't have expected that as uh, their lead into their uh, new 
relaunch of Baldur's Gate 3, but apparently that's a whole thing. Yeah, I didn't realize it was this close to release. Uh, I, I had heard that they were doing a third one, and I, I retro game a lot. So I, that's a very fond memory of mine. I had the, you know, the original uh, Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate 2, you know, the rest of that uh, series. So I, it feels like kind of inevitable that I'm going to get it no matter what the controversy is. I, I decide these things for myself. I don't care. Uh, the internet, if I let the internet decide for me what I should be furious about, yeah, I would be constantly busy with that. And so my general thing is like, do I have an interest in this and would I like to try it? Yeah, I'll go find out my own way. Uh, then I will draw my own conclusions. Well, if you're familiar with Bioware, they've had a lot, I guess. I guess we are going to talk about it a little bit then. All right. So, yeah, yeah well, there's it's the, the opener. Thing. There's nothing like... This is the cold open. We can chat a little. Yeah. I, I guess I would just put it like this. Well, I'm There's barriers it. to it. And so, <laughs> for you to just... It, I hate to sound like this, but normies. If normies stumbled into it, I can expect the outrage factor. And I think that's mostly what you're hearing from. But if this is your first the first time playing a Baldur's Gate or a Bioware game. If this is your first night at Bioware Club, you have to Bioware. No, I... No, first time? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, well, look, I don't trust anything because the internet is a outrage machine. Yes. Uh, it's, it's just a vehicle that amplifies the two most intense opinions in any given situation, not any kind of nuanced approach to anything. So I, I haven't really done any kind of deep dive on it. I, I got the, I got a cursory rundown from a couple of people and I left it at that. I'm the but, squirrel. That That's my reaction. I'm the squirrel. <laughs> that was my reaction. But afterwards I laughed. I mean, I'm not mad. I'm, it's a thing. Sure. Whatever. I mean, in Dragon Age from Bioware, they, you could romance the Golem. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize that was a romanceable option. Yeah. Uh, she was trapped in a Golem's body. Huh. Now, well, I, yeah, it was a female dwarf. You go on the quest and you find out her origin story. Yeah, you find out. You didn't even know, you know, she was a she until. Right. But yeah, I loved the Golem. Golem was hilarious, Sar wonderfully sarcastic, and that hatred of pigeons was a thing of beauty. Well, of course. Uh, yeah, I mean that. Comedy comes in threes, and like the callbacks to that were freaking fabulous. Right, and so it was just damn good writing. So, and some of these hidden gems are also hilarious. But I suppose if you wanted to be outraged, then you know more power to you. I guess that's. Oh yeah, uh, look, if I made up my mind and got up in the morning uh, determined to be mad about something, I one hundred percent guarantee that each day there will be something there for me to be mad, mad about. Um. Ugh. I just bear grudges. That's my thing. Bear grudges? Yeah. A bad joke. I'm sorry. All uh, right. I, yeah, I, I see what you're doing there. Oh, shame on you. I can't, uh, I can't all right. Bear. So it didn't land. But I, I can't I bear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're both evil people. Yeah. Someday karma will catch up uh, and, like, just and make us pay. I'm just going to so, keep Yeah. Quiet. All right. Uh, yeah, so yeah, moving so, on. Yeah, that's the thing that blew up. I will, like, it hasn't really changed anything for me. Uh, like, really? You know, a lot of outsiders, uh, a lot of voices added to the fray that have no actual dog in the fight. That, yeah, 
you know, if, if, if they're there to be culture warriors, you wind up with like both sides being flooded by people, either pro or con that have no intention of playing the actual freaking game. Uh, weighing in on it, right? Yeah. That, that is the tragedy is that I will have to find out for myself about gameplay quality. Uh, well, maybe we'll do a callback to it after you've played it a couple of times and you, yeah. you get the bear quest. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, wait, that's a quest. It's a romantic oh. option, geez. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, wild shaping grew it and all that. But, uh, yeah, uh, not likely to pursue that avenue myself. Right. Although you may be curious. All right. <laughs> but we don't judge here. No judging. And speaking of judging, let's talk about Judge Dredd. Yeah, That's now right. we're talking real judging. We're going to get judgy as hell. Oh, yeah. Judge. So, yeah, Judge So, Dredd. judgy, you'll dread it. Uh, judge Dredd has... It's been a multimedia experience. And yeah, we're going to use the word normie again because Judge Reddit is just niche enough that most people don't get it outside of it. And then by the time you get done explaining it, you found that you spent two hours talking at a party and the person that asked about Judge Dredd and the t-shirt you were wearing. Has gnawed off their arm, uh, crawled out the fire escape one-handed and fallen to the dumpster below uh, and just limping towards safety in the parking lot. Yeah, look. You will come off weird uh, if you do a cold open and start to launch into the world of 2080s Judge Dredd and Mega City One. You have to, you're like, either a person is already primed for this subject or they are a new arrival. And oh boy, is it tough to be a new arrival in the world of Judge Dredd. It is, but it's also a fun one because you can jump in at any point. But Judge low Dredd- key, this is one of the most influential science fiction uh, properties out there. It has this incredibly subtle reach that like got a nearly velvet underground esque uh, where right. there the were right so people many, get it. The initial artists who were so gifted and talented to put together the, that they got some of the best people to put together a 2000 AD comic, which is meant to be kind of a, a potpourri of various ideas. You had Rogue Troopers, Stronium Dog, Strontium dog. Strontium, yeah. yeah. Strontium dog. And in this mix, there were several characters that emerged. Now, yes, a few people say like ABC Warriors, you know, atomic, biological, and chemical. Rogue Trooper still resonate with a lot of people. But Judge Dredd was the one that emerged, and boy, did it hit hard. Because it was all satire. It was basically they watched Dirty Harry... And they said, let's make this as dystopic and dysfunctional as we possibly can while still keeping him as a hero. Because as much as Dirty Harry represents a kind of wish fulfillment fantasy for right-wing types of absolute law enforcement, Judge Dredd actually fulfills that. Yeah, and remember that in like fictionalized fantasy by people who are like fetishizing this to some extreme degree, like they, they've always manufactured the story in which the right thing is being done to the right people at the right time. Uh, it's never, oh, now that there's nothing holding this person back, you know, like they're going to be irresponsible in the use of that sudden overwhelming total power. Uh, so the, the fantasism means that the narratives that come out of that are always wildly skewed and almost childlike in their naivete. Yeah. Now, Judge Dredd, wonderfully, through the, the mastery of satire and parody, uh, takes that entire childlike naivete 
to task gorgeously. Uh, I mean, certainly while affirming it, and that's the beauty that it, it lampoons and skewers uh, the dystopian side of an overpopulated future. And yeah, where a, mega cities hold countless billions of people yeah. on the east and west coast. Mega City One, Mega City Two, Tech City. Uh, there's Brit Sit, there's Vatican City, there's the Sov Blocks, which, well, they're the bad guys. Yep. And you can definitely tell this was during the Reagan Thatcher era because the Sov judges. Yeah. This is the early 1980s. And that's the world that it emerged from. Okay. We had not yet reached the 90s and the collapse of the Soviet Union. So at the time this was written, there was still an oppositional relationship with yeah, the ecological Soviet nuclear Soviets. warfare had devastated the earth and forced people to live in megacities, otherwise be confined to the lawless confines of the cursed earth where mutants and pollution took uh, a terrible toll on any humans still remaining there, either twisting and changing them into muties, which were illegal, and uh, also lawless gangs sweeping the land. Now, um, in that, Judge Dredd emerges, and and it's, it's pure satire comedy, but it's also weirdly... Well, the law system of the megacities calls for the judges. And yep. because of the sheer volume of people, uh, like either you would have to employ a ridiculous number of people um, with, if you had people with very limited authority, you would have to have tons of them uh, to manage such an extensive population. Instead, they have but a handful. And instead of a gigantic sprawling bureaucracy and a burdensome system, they have created the judges. The are, justice system. Yep. Yeah, they're judge, jury, and executioner. They have absolute authority. And in the case of Judge Dredd, uh, he is truly incorruptible. He is the letter of the law. No more, no, no less. less. Yep. And that's the big thing is that the world is fascinating on its own, and they use it to good effect. The cursed earth, Judge Dredd goes in there after the angel gang. Um, during the... Um, the judge child uh, prophecy, which a precog judge, yes, they have side judges, and we'll get into this in a second, but the relevancy of this is that, you know, they make a prophecy and he has to go find a child that will be born with the symbol of the justice eagle on their forehead. And of course, he ventures in the cursed earth and has all sorts of encounters, including the angel king, who are after the child for their own reasons. <clears throat> he even goes in outer space and... Uh, <laughs> several times and then the dark judges which is i was kind of surprised to find that it's considered by many artists and writers to be the third best comic written that the judge death trilogy was there's a three part of it but judge Dredd, uh death is actually judge dread in an alternate timeline who judges the living commit crimes so he must kill everyone <laughs> and in this one it's closer to the dark forces of chaos and they make them his, he becomes their sole champion. Yeah, the, the 2000 AD comics, the, the comics of Judge Dredd have had some fascinating arcs. Uh, there were some terrific science fiction writing, all while continually maintaining the same sense of satire and parody, uh, the, the same you know, lampooning of uh, extremes. The, the world of Judge Dredd is one of like incredibly sharp parallels and opposites that the... Now, Darker Judge Dredd was done uh, by another writer, uh, Marshall Law, 
was kind <laughs> of a, a riff on Judge Dredd, and it never, uh, boy, that was really dark. But, you know, looking at some of the uh, artists here, Brian Boland, John Wagner, Carlos Esquizera, uh, Alan Grant, these are British guys, and you're like, oh, yeah, Simon Beisley has done Judge Dredd. Let's see. Oh, and it's quite the list. Many, many people, because this product has been around for a very long time. Uh, it's a beloved property. Not everybody knows about it. It's kind of slipped under a lot of radars, but it's out there. Now, it has crossed over into uh, more mainstream media forms like yeah. movies. If everybody remembers the Sloan movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Actually, uh, we, everybody in our generation remembers this Stallone movie, but, uh, you know, younger people may not yep. recall that 1995 outing, which, which I feel like was a fair attempt, but there were an awful lot of conflicts that got in the way of the movie. Yeah, and initially, I, they. Were... I have to say this, a part of me understands why, because on its own, being absolutely true to its form, a Judge Dredd movie is not going to do well overall. Right. Okay. It's just not everybody's cup of tea. It, it doesn't, it, people do not viscerally connect with it the way you would hope that they would. If you are a fan of 2080 comics and the Judge Dredd series, there are certain things you expect from it that frankly, anybody who isn't already a fan just isn't going to get. And that was one of the, that's the terrible curse of Judge Dredd and media is that now some terrific outings have been made in smaller format animated media. That, and fan service, the Judge yeah, fan film, look it up. People YouTube. have created their own things that have captured the spirit and the essence much more accurately than I think Hollywood ever could. So, because they're not dealing with egotistical actors. They initially had decided when they wrote the comic long ago, the, the, when they established the Judge Dredd canonical Bible, that uh, they were going to at some point reveal Judge Dredd's face. Someday. Because he's the, if you didn't get it, he's the man with no eyes, has no soul. Judge Dredd's visor is a mirrored, uh, has a mirrored sunglass-like effect to it. So, of course, he's the man with no soul. And pretty true. That's a, that's a nice fitting from Cool Hand Luke. I mean, that culture there uh, going on. But that bit of thing, uh, pop reference, is sometimes lost on people. But, <coughs> pardon me, they decided to, when the movie came out and they said Stallone was going to be uh, acting, they said, go ahead, let him take off the mask before Judge or the helmet and let him see it. But, you know, put it back on for the other parts of the movie that it'll be back on. And once it was off, Stallone was like, no, I'm not putting it back on. I'm walking. And so, yeah, it became a Stallone film. And that was the problem when you dealt with him at that era. You know, he would often say, oh, I was so embarrassed by it. I'm like, hey, dude, don't be. That opening scene, I Am the Law, may be kind of, for some people, cringy. But you actually, as Mike just said, it's hard for that not to be the case, is that you know, I am the law. Well, okay. You could the have fans been... got it, but there were just elements that were never going to work for people outside. And the elements that worked for people who were not Judge Dredd fans were the things that did not work for actual Judge Dredd right. fans. That, that horrible paradoxical outcome is to be blamed for why this is not made as successful. Now, when they did it with Carl Urban, 
Yeah, who I have the to next, think uh, very highly of Carl. Um, he did it exactly, although it is not as loyal and it's a lot darker than what Judge Dredd was supposed to be. It still captured the essence of who Judge Dredd is better than the first movie. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, Mega City is, uh, it's often been said by a lot of the writers, Mega City is a character all of its own. It's like Gotham, Metropolis, or um, yeah. any of the other. Uh, it's a place, it's an atmosphere, it's a sensibility. And, and it's very hard to capture. It is, um, because it's the person of the week syndrome. And a lot of times you'll like you'll be reading some older comics like Casper. There's an outbreak of uh, block riot at Casper Weinberger block. But <laughs> yeah. who remembers who Casper Weinberger is? Well, yeah, that's what they would do. They would look at any. Yeah. If you weren't old or... enough to be paying attention to the Reagan administration at the time, then that name is not going to make any sense to you. But but yeah, for those of us of a certain age, it, it all like ding. Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. The Michael J. Fox block. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, oh man, yeah, they had marvelous names. Uh, but when yeah, they would take, the, each block was named after a media personality <clears throat> from the 20th century, and so it's worth mentioning a core difference between uh, real life and the uh, dark dystopias. Uh, prepared at the end of the 70s, dawn of the 80s, uh, is that many people at the end of the 70s, dawn of the 80s had read Harry Harrison's Make Room, Make Room, which was ultimately made into Charlton Heston film, you know, Soylent Green, uh, and like massive overcrowding and, you know, uh, limited rationing of supplies and space uh, were normal narratives in a lot of science fiction and fantasy fiction at the time. Uh, or not fantasy fiction per se, but uh, dystopian fiction of the time. And that isn't really such a thing anymore. We're actually you know, like watching a little bit of a population crunch, uh, you know, not as severe as some of the doomsayers claim. Well, but, yeah, but in Mega City one, they embraced it. Yeah, the dead are recycled into food. Yeah. Yeah, they took it one notch further than Harry and there's And there's suicide booths. You can't kill yourself in public, but you can legally go into the suicide booths. Yes, yes. Uh, attempting to kill yourself in some selfish, messy way that creates a terrible inconvenience for other people is in fact a crime. However, opting to use the suicide booth and dispose of yourself for the benefit of society, sure, no problem. Because uh, suicides leads to the lemming syndrome, as the judges call it. Yeah. A lemming outbreak is that somebody will find a way to kill themselves in a spectacular fashion and other people, bored, will then follow and commit and then you know, the whole thing starts to break down. So it's illegal to commit suicide publicly. Hilarious the fact that then the irony is, is that there are suicide booths. Yeah, there's a legal way to do it. But if you don't do it in the approved and suicide, fashion, And suicide crime. by judge is still frowned upon because then he takes you alive. <laughs> Attacking him with a large collection of weapons and like, I see what you're doing there, citizen. Shoots him with a rubber bullet, knocks him out. You'll serve time in the ISO cube for that. No. Uh, that's the wonderful irony of the judges. The the punishment continually fits the crime perversely. There's yep. a wonderful, you know, like almost a, a pop culture science fiction O'Henry, where the twist ending just wow, bang. Did you just Wow, you just did that. Yeah, there were layers there, buddy, and you noticed them all. I'm very proud of you. Oh, I get like that. I, I go a little nuts. Yeah, but you went oh Henry I, with it. Yeah, the irony fitting the crime. Yeah, okay. Um, did you just do that with 
Judge Dredd. All right. Yeah, it's almost Inception-esque, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I, <laughs> I got to climb three levels just to get out of this now. <laughs> <laughs> but we talk about the darkest parts. They went even further with it than a lot of other people yes, did. Carl but it Urban. was all... It was all for a point for satire and irony, and you would have these dark, almost gallo-esque humor laughs. You know, the gallows humor of oh, watching yeah. Judge Dredd do these things. But the strange thing was I started to notice <laughs> is he didn't shoot people who were fighting him in hand-in-hand combat or even with knives. He just punched or beat them with his baton, yeah. knocked them down. And then, yes, when he was threatened by gangs with weapons, yeah, then, then, then well, oh, now it's on. Yeah, you just, yeah, you've done it. Assaulting a judge, the penalty is death. Yeah. As he would announce. Judgment is going to be rendered now. Now. Uh. <laughs> but he was no more ruthless than he needed to be. No more, no less. Well, and that is the thing that made Judge Dredd an unlikely anti-hero. Uh, and has led to the popularity of the genre and its reappearance in film, uh, both in animation and in you know, mainline film. Uh, and it's continuing, like, fascination in gaming and its presence as an actual game. The reason it's still around is because if you had placed a true villainous character, like just a, a like martial law, even a complete anti-hero, someone who, you know, like seemed woefully unfit for the job, uh, but is doing it anyway, none of those concepts would work in Mega City One. You would not admire them, you would not like them, you would see them as villainous. Judge Dredd was very carefully crafted to be exactly the right person, an absolute incorruptible, someone who was so rigidly faithful to the letter and intent of the law and to protect people from the worst sides of themselves and who gets it like that. That is my job. My job is not to expand my personal feelings into my job. My job is to do exactly what my job already is. Everything has been laid out for me. I don't have to impose my personal interests onto this. I am here to be the expression of Mega City One and what keeps it safe, viable, all of that. Uh, no more, no less. And had it been any more or any less, it would have been cloyingly superhero-ish. Like, I'm here because I'm your protector. Like none of that ass kissy, oh, I'm so nice and noble for doing this. No, none of that. And if it had been any less, if it had been you know, like, ah, I'm a tyrannical overlord who totally rules over the city with an iron fist to make the scum pay, that would have sucked too. Every direction other than where he is, right in that perfect center, like a Zen arrow, just <clears throat> yeah, there is a right to the heart. to it, and yeah, man, you just knock him out of the park on this one. So glad you came. But that's it. why we love him. Yeah, that's why we love him because even if in his one shots, and I've been putting a few on my Facebook page as well as some of the strips, because Judge Dredd made it into daily newspapers. Yeah. And they would have a little three-panel strip, and, yeah, it would be resolved in that three panels. Just three panels, which is very impressive. And that's the kind of character he could be. He could be a punching uh, punchline. He could be the butt of a joke. <laughs> Occasionally, yes. Because, huh. look, the guys who wrote this did not take themselves or Judge Dredd too seriously. Right. The tongue-in-cheek nature is also what makes you respect the product. Uh, because, clearly, like, they're fourth-wall breaking and, like, hey, let's have a little poke at ourselves. Huh. 
but that's the endearing qualities. Now, does it make a really good gaming product? Well, after the break, we're going to discuss that. But I would like yeah. to land a plane that also alongside Judge Dredd, there were several characters that emerged that were fan favorites. Uh, Judge Hershey, uh, woman judge, who was uh, ended up becoming the chief justice of uh, the, the Supreme Court of megacities. She became the chief justice and uh, ended up uh, dying of cancer. And uh, of course, uh, you know, Judge Dredd is there at her bedside um, at the last minute. So those were ones where, yeah, they could write even pathos for Judge Dredd. Yeah. Judge yeah. Giant, one of uh, Judge Dredd's uh, um, oculates, I would guess to say, uh, basically a cadet. He brought him up and uh, trained him himself. And then he gets killed by Judge Rico. And, you know, Dredd doesn't swear eternal vengeance, but he knows what must happen now. Yeah, uh, 100% according to the law. <laughs> well, Judge Rico no has broken no the law. And Judge Dredd, uh, Judge Giant saves him. And then there's Judge Anderson, side Judge Anderson. Everybody remembers her. And uh, she left the judge, uh, the judges, and uh, then uh, returned and tried to make amends for her re uh, return. And Judge Dredd would not acknowledge her for a while. So there's been some several characters that have played off of him. But most of the time, he's a solitary guy. And that brings up the question, why would you do this? role-playing game and i think that's where we're going to end it right now and we'll pick it back up after the break right on so see you then stick around all right and we're back folks so hey talking about judge dread and all that comes with it we took a little uh deep scoop out of our brains about our love of judge dread and served it up to you so hopefully that didn't scare you off so if you're still here we're we promise we're going to get to the role-playing stuff and we had yeah. to set the scene a little bit because the movies the comics they mean a lot and if you haven't read them i would implore you to because there's not a lot of lore you'll pick it up real uh fast and oh you can judge... find a lot of excellent samples online free you know they're, they're just lurking around there on the web a lot of yep. back issues a lot of old strips and stuff i think like all that. the 2080 stuff is public yeah. domain in the public domain now they uh, did it on purpose Huh. Yeah, so all that stuff. So if you want to read about who Judge Death is and get the original, we were there. One of the things is, it's like, you were there when it happened. I wasn't there for the first incarnation of Judge Death, which was just, he just shows up and he just can walk through walls. Uh, he has these incredible supernatural powers, almost unkillable. And uh, if you do destroy his body, then he uh, becomes a spirit and re finds another uh, corpse and reanimates it. Uh, Judge Anderson... Uh, pulls him in with her psychic powers and battles him mentally while she's sealed into uh, some type of plastic so that she can't, uh, he can't get out of. And then of course he does escape and then um, he summons his companions, Judge Fire, Judge Fear, and Judge Mortis. And they all have their respective, Judge Fire is nothing more than a burning skeleton with a trident and uh, Judge Fear this cloaked in the menacing figure and Judge Mortis uh, with a uh, cow's head, I think it is. Yeah, some bestial head of, and you know, just dissolves you. And those four judges uh, formed the worst threat that Mega City had ever faced in its entire existence outside of the soap judge. The four judges of the apocalypse. Right, and they have to go to the realm of the dead. And then the third time he comes back, but a lot of people have noticed like, hey, just like the Joker, 
Judge Dess is always out there. Yeah, he he he's an existential threat to Mega City One. Correct. When the judges of life or life and light showed up to counter them, Judge Dredd ordered them out of the city. <laughs> Get out of here, creeps! Mega City One suffered enough. Well, and the peaceful ones, you know, they were like, they yeah. were like, okay, if you don't want our help, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need creeps. Interdimensional creeps. <laughs> he hates them. Always making so you can have almost any story. Yeah, there's judges in space. They go on fight the alien Cleggs. Yeah, and, and to, to make this point, as, as he expands on some of the wilder science fiction concepts that have intruded into the series, I, I don't mean intruded. I, I mean, well, like they, they have been advanced as plot points during the course of a very lengthy body run, of work. Yeah. So these science fiction elements uh, that have been made present are exactly why we feel that this has so much gaming potential. Uh, because although it seems like this incredibly narrow, limited crime drama from the outside, that is not the case at all. Mega City One and the Judge Dredd series, the potential is there for expansive science fiction and like supernatural fiction play. Uh, it is far more open to adaptation and creativity on the part of a, of a game writer uh, than people have guessed. And I, I feel like it was given short shrift. That's partly due to the fact that it is such rarefied material. You know, like it is such an unusual setting that if you don't get it and love it and like think highly of it to begin with, it's a little tough to warm people to the idea. Uh, but yeah, like expand for a moment. Expand well, yeah, on I would just want to say we were there. I got the collection of the, when I first seen the um, uh, Judge Death Returns with the Four Judges of the Apocalypse, I bought that comic and I passed it around to my friends like, this is awesome. This is some good writing. Uh, you always had the golden touch, man. If it hadn't been for you, I'd never have read Battle Pope, <laughs> which was priceless. I, like, still, oh, boy. <laughs> one of my most cherished memories, Battle Pope. Man, God sure can pick them. Well, but I, I found it. <laughs> if anybody like, gets that, give a shout out. <laughs> yeah, give us, let us know if you understand what battle is. Um, nonetheless, yeah, th there's been some uh, sharts and some farts in there as well. I mean, there's some of them, not everything is good, but you have to dare. And Judge Dredd was actually Mike. He brought me the small pocketbook almost collection of Judge Dredd strips. And they were just those one shots, the, the oh, three yeah. panels went, and they were so good and funny. And we laughed and just, this is awesome. Like, whoever did this has the perfect sense of satire and irony. Oh, wonderfully dark. Uh, and then, <laughs> dark humor is like food in Mega City One. Not everybody, not everybody gets, gets it. it. <laughs> so, <laughs> when I found that one, and it had uh, Judge Anderson in her, uh, you know, the bodysuit that she wears. And I'm like, okay, well, I picked it up. And, okay, some TNA. And then open it up. I'm like, wow, what great art and what a menacing story. You really felt the menace. Like, Dredd was at his wit's end. They couldn't, he couldn't deal with this. Yeah. They, like, this This is beyond my ability to do alone. Like, I need They're help. just killing people. And they're, un and they're pretty much unstoppable at this point. We can't deal with them. They send in the Holocaust Squad, which is a bunch of suicide volunteers, to try to blow them up with an H-bomb, and it didn't work. No. 
No. Yeah, because some of those stories, it was extremely difficult to continue raising the ante of challenge. Okay. And this was the height. And, you know, here you actually see Dread worried. Yeah. Uh, so, the idea of a fearful dread, actually, if you began with the series. Well, dread, and, Judge Fear shows up, gaze into the face of fear, dread, and gaze into the fist of dread. And just for one moment, for one solitary second, they take a panel. Judge Dread does feel the awful cheer, uh, chill of death. Which is. And fear. And then he just punches. <laughs> which, I mean, that's kind of on them because, I mean, you know, here's this neutral, unemotional. Uh, dedicated servant of the law and you actually made him feel something uh, yeah at that, that but, moment he's not reacting like the cold calculating expression of mega city one's law and justice system no <laughs> okay you wanted a human reaction out of him guess what you're gonna wish you didn't <laughs> so that was funny but <laughs> i hope they scorched at every last nerve because i'm gonna go looking because i reread it and i had to go say what dirt best According to who? And I'm like, I thought, you know, a lot of uh, writers agree. I mean, it's not the 100% like Wizards top 100. It is in the top 10, the Judge Death of the Four Horsemen uh, returning. But nonetheless, we read these comics and we're like, okay, almost anything can happen in Mega City now. And so it lends itself. Yeah, to canonically, it, its potential for gameplay has been established. Like the the huge variety of opponents and scenarios, uh, whether it's, you know, battling mutant gangsters in the wasteland or, you know, criminal conspiracies lurking on the streets of Mega City One, you know, uh, mm-hmm. or, you know, extra planar, you know. Uh, Existential threats. Yeah, there's yeah. the whole thing. Existential disaster. Demons lurking. show up. They're... So that talks Supernatural. About... What, you know, you name it. It can be fit into this. And gaming, man, I, they were I, right. I'm literally consumed with regret that the game did not become bigger than it was. Because just like I think the movie, there's a certain appeal. But we're going to talk about uh, four of the games, and then we're going to talk about quickly uh, why you would want to play in a Judge Dredd game and how you can use that. So let's start out with there have been four incarnations, and some are more available than others. One of them just never came out. So to start with, uh, about 85 Games Workshop published a nicely packed box set with maps, stand-up figures, and handouts, as well as a thin player's guide that helped players get great judges and get started, and a very meaty Game Master Mega City One source book right in there. And it was a fun game to play because judges come with a variety of weapons. Um, you all are familiar with the Lawgiver the most powerful handgun produced. Yeah. And it is always constantly improved to keep ahead by the tech judges. And they're another branch of the Justice Department. So the Lawgiver is always the cutting edge best weapon available to humanity at any given moment. And it's key to each individual judge. And it's also a smart weapon that can pick just on voice commands, specialized ammunition. And they're not always lethal, but it is called the Lawgiver. And they have taser and stun rounds, rubber bullets, ricochet uh, weapons, and uh, explosives. But uh, judges are given a wide variety of weapons to choose from to do their job. The next item they carry is, of course, they have med kits and other small things uh, to aid others and themselves. As well as a baton, a sturdy baton. Yeah, still the classic. 
and a bike that is an intelligent robot for all intents and purposes that follows the command like a loyal steed. Yeah, but with a variety of defensive and offensive right. capabilities added to the bike. So now you would think, well, what could you possibly face a group of players with? Now, obviously, this is not a game that is great for like, oh, eight to 12 players, unless you're prepared to like just throw the kitchen sink at them. But if you had a group back then, it was just three players or four players and one, you know, game master, then at that moment, you had the the good makings for like, here's a fresh crop, a team of like a squad of judges that are ideally suited for these somewhat less dangerous missions. You know, you, you, you don't want to throw Judge Dredd at this, send the newbies, you know. Well, you're right. Judge Ed Grant can't be everywhere. And obviously they mentioned the role-playing game that there's many other judges that come in and cross paths with Judge Dredd often. And each um, Justice Department is given a, a precinct or a sector to go over. And each sector has a, a sector house where the judges uh, come in for rest and refreshment in the mandatory 10-minute sleep cycle. <laughs> yeah, Judge Dredd wish he could get away with that. Can I just skip the 10-minute sleep cycle and just do it once a week? <laughs> nope, but he has to follow the law. So says the Chief Justice. Yeah, and well, that's dread for you, you know. Uh, well, if it's the law. If he doesn't law. like it. I don't have to like it, but I have to obey it. Correct. <laughs> the essence of the character. but So uh, you have a sector house that you can populate with NPCs that can repair and uh heal the characters. There's med judges. There's, we mentioned tech judges and of course side judges. And side judges have a, because the existentialistic threats have come out from the extra planar regions, they're exorcist judges. Yeah. And now, mind you, you can have a party built from a variety of these specialties. Right. So, you know, again, uh, the toolkit was given right there. Yeah. Uh, and just, then you could just be the normal street judge. Each one of these has the ability to judge, but only in their areas. Like tech judges don't normally have the authority. Well, they have the authority, but they don't normally go out on the street and enforce crime. They stop tech well, hackings, uh, as they call it, slicing back then, because that was a big thing in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, they they stop that type of cyber crimes and, and crimes against technology, hijacking uh, robots to commit crimes and things like that. So they're very... In that's where their main focus is, and that's where they give their justice. And, of course, side judges, the scariest of them all, <laughs> are uh, they can read your mind. And basically your thoughts, you can be judged on your thoughts. Yeah. The thought police are here. and Yeah, the real thought police. In Mega City 1, you know, no, no uh, elusive concept is so distant that it cannot be pulled down to earth and made absolutely 100% real. Uh, As Judge Anderson say, don't even think about it, Perp. Because <laughs> I'll know. And because humanity was evolving psionically, the side judges were there to also uh, make sure that they weren't, um, though unregistered psychers, or, yeah, if you figured out that from the 40,000. Yeah. Yeah, that they uh, didn't commit psychic crimes on other people and exploit them. So that was primarily their purview not to uh, randomly read people's minds, although Judge Anderson was a little free and loose with that. Much against Judge Dredd's scowling countenance. Don't like that. Well, you know. 
it's not entirely illegal uh, you know if, if she has grounds uh, to be undertaking that but yeah uh, if, if you're a little loose on the definition of what constitutes suitable grounds then but that's the whole thing so what would you like mike says is what would you do well you can start just a random encounter with some a block war two blocks in mega city um neighborhood rivalries build up and since each block is given a number of weapons to protect themselves against uh so judge invasions so city invasions they they're given firearms and weapons and sometimes they break into those lockers and go to war with each other over silly stuff and yeah sugar judges, war yep now later judge dread would put in real drugs but we'll get to that in a minute but yeah, drug use, um, sugar was because people had been so used to a synthetic sugar for so long because real sugar was not easily made anymore because the plants were dead. And only certain arcologies or uh, production uh, rooftops could, or uh, yeah, excuse I mean, me, when uh, most of the rooftops could be uh, used. When most of the effort is being put into creating enough. Uh, edible food that is nutritionally viable, then there's very little space left over to dedicate to things that are just, oh, for fun. You know, that... So obviously the shortage of resources means that sugar is incredibly desirable. So then synthetic sugar uh, was presented and everybody seemed to be happy it was easy to produce and they could come up with almost nearly endless quantities and then people began consuming more of it and then the justice department decided that it was too addictive and it was and so they had to make synth synth sugar yeah <laughs> diet diet sugarless <laughs> so if you knew something free. about yeah when we were hitting that uh verve in the mid 80s yeah some of it is a little dated so those jokes anyway and they were just so yes, there are uh, uh, nomical zero street drugs in the new. Uh, I have a diet comics. sugarless caffeine free tab. <laughs> no, <laughs> here's water. Drink <laughs> water. That's why. Um, and so you could have those sort of things, and you could also have a robot rebellion. You know, the robots rise up, and oh yeah, if you want your iRobot moment uh, or yeah. your Butlerian jihad. Uh, the you machines can... have rebelled, and you've got to put a stop to it. And otherwise, Mega City One is yeah, everything's going to get all matrixy. Now they didn't want to talk about serial killers in the early comics, although they have now in recent ones incarnations because it continues on. Uh, 2018 has been sold, and a new comic company. Uh, for goodness' sakes, I can't remember off the top of my head, but not as important as the fact. Yeah, they do talk about serial killers and other more uh, depraved. Criminals I mean, that yeah, the judges go after. Darker now. crimes because uh, circa the 1980s, the moral codes did not permit them to. Yeah, and they were sold yeah. in a variety of European companies and they didn't, countries, and they didn't want to have to go each one, recensor it. So yeah. they were called futsies or future shocks. And so instead of having serial killers, they these guys had went crazy. And the stress of existing in a futuristic world, uh, you know, had a toxic effect on their brains. They just went nuts. And they started killing people. So the judges don't kill them. They're insane. They're not responsible. So they have to take them to the recyc evaluation. Yeah. Teams. 
and you know, hopefully cure them. And some of them, you know, are in fact cured. You know, like that enough yeah. treatment and therapy and they eventually snap out of it and go, oh, you know, okay, okay. That I, I get a so, hobby, dude. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry that I never intended to do that. But yeah, some never recover. Right. Uh, in any case, what was the next outing of it in a game edition? Yeah, the Games Workshop one was pretty much a uh, personal base like Warhammer Fantasy. It yeah, a little precursor to it. It really which resembled. It was a classless system. And the next one would be a di direct departure. I think it was in around 2004, 2006. Yeah. I'm completely unprepared for these because there's so and little. That was a Die 20 edition because. From Mongoose Games. And yeah, it came part... out with a Judge Dredd. Yeah, in the parlance of the times, uh, Die 20 was king at that moment uh, for very good reason, because it had a universality that made it saleable to people who played a wide variety of other different games, and it made it a low curb to step over to jump into a new game. So I, I feel like that was a smart call on Mongoose's part. Yeah, well, to make it was the a game Mongoose was riding the Die 20 bandwagon for all its worth. So yeah. They made a Judge Dredd Die 20 role-playing game, which, hey, you know, I played a couple of sessions of it. It wasn't too bad. But um, I did not get to play that edition. Uh, yeah, you just had different classes and prestige classes for tech judges and stuff like that. You had a street judge and okay. a uh, t uh, med judge. Most interesting. Tech judge and med judge. That was uh, your two specialties. If you were tech, you could either be medical, which was pretty much uh, med judges are paramedics, yeah. combat paramedics. They're not there to judge people as well after the fact. But they or, have the right to. But, but they're there to heal people. Yeah. They they, that's their first job. Is they're there to care for the injured and try to help uh, revive people who are <laughs> near death. Yeah. Because they do have incredible technology at their disposal to bring almost people that are just have the remotest of life signs back from the dead. So they have a different responsibility and a different skill set. But still, the one that judges will find, even your mean street monster judge, like Judge Dredd needs patching up. Yeah, once in a while, um, you know, bad things Quite happen. Quite often. <laughs> yeah, because uh, uh, I, I don't want to say, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say he is often injured. Uh, in, in some of the earlier comics, he was not often injured. Yeah, he wasn't. But as they, you know, advanced the storyline more uh, and the challenges became greater and greater, yes, uh, he frequently needed some medical attention will be required. Right. And so uh, side judges and the very niche exorcist judges uh, began to, uh, well, they're also a part of it, but side judges are extremely rare in their power because they are so extremely rare. They're also high strung and often given a lot greater latitude. But among the most feared of judges, but only by judges, is the special judicial service. Sorry, special judicial service judges who police the judges. Those who are accused or found guilty of more appropriately are often sentenced to 20 years of hard labor on Titan. Yeah. And so there is a oversight judge that is they are beholden only to the Supreme Judge, the justice. And they uh, they conduct their sweeps of evaluations at random or when complaints mount. Yeah, when they're you know seeing signs of a corrupt judge, it is to be handled uh, <laughs> ruthlessly. Yeah. yeah, because you have no rights. Uh, yeah, the 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 less than amusing uh, you know haunting truth of it is that 
the judge system fully understands that if the judges are ultimately corrupted so badly that they become meaningless, then the planet descends into anarchy. You know, that that is the end of the world. That yep. yeah, there is no way to sustain these archaeologies and these megacities with no confidence that the judge system is of any value. Uh, so yeah, there was a little tacit, like in tongue in cheek, you know, like, ah, you know, we can't get all Serpico here, boys. Uh, <laughs> the special judicial service, the SJS, is rightly feared. But uh, yeah, even Judge Dredd was taken in for questioning. Sure. And uh, but here's the thing: is the players are encouraged in the format that the Mongoose won with the classes is to perform to their structure and their responsibilities. And so it defines a pretty uh, good role where the first role-playing game from Games Workshop was a little looser, although yes, they had tech judges, met judges and all that. They still kind of kept, they didn't define the roles where responsibility was delineated and where it fell to which judge to do what. The Die 20 game, I think as improved it, it definitely set what your responsibilities and what your duties were. Basically the street judges were the fighter types, martial, focused on crowd control, intimidation. And the other judges were uh, like the tech judges were more investigation and uh, problem solving. And technically med judges were better at dealing with people <laughs> and some of their problems. <laughs> Not to mention the aftermath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, finally the exercise. Ah, bring you back to the dead. Only to serve 20 years in the ISO cube for assaulting a judge. Yeah. So they also had in all these rules, except for the last one, which I have not looked at, so I can't give authority why we're leaving that one out uh, for the most part of this discussion is they had rules for how you assign terms in the ISO cube, how judges should act appropriately in regards to what their expectations are. Yes, they do have to defend uh, the public from attacks. Uh, they're, uh, they're and from themselves. Yeah, and they're there to only administer uh, justice and met out punishment only as the law requires. No more, no less. And yeah, again, and the law itself is strict about that no more, no less. So you can have a CSI-like group with the Mongoose one. And I, and then they changed and they wanted to go to a third incarnate or a second incarnation. The third Judge Dredd game was proposed, which was going to use the Traveler system. Now that, I think, is very fascinating. I would have liked to have seen that. I admit, because of the uh, relative simplicity of the Traveler system, that I find it appealing. Uh, right. You know, Die 20 is accessible because... So right, but after a while, to... you just level up, up into absurdity. And yeah. then the, what next? You got to face the, face the dark judges by yourself? Okay. Yeah, I mean, you keep, go well, you keep going until you get to Thanos and Endgame level crap. Right. Uh, and... It gets a little right silly. for a D and D type level based system that works, but not so much for Judge Dredd. So it did break down a little bit. I, yeah. I want to praise the fact that how the, the classes and seem to set judges with their duties and responsibilities clearly for the players, as well as a list of crimes that they could issue uh, punishment and sentences for. Now, based on my understanding of the first uh, iteration, uh, my recommendation to people as a game master would have been to prepare like a campaign level event mm -hmm. uh, and have that slowly unfold. Uh, but 
you know, start with a new judge team when it's time to do a new campaign. Right. Don't, don't this is not a game meant to go ad infinitum. Uh, the comics may have accomplished it, but remember, the comics can break that fourth wall, bend that rule, rewrite. Yeah, Judge Dredd is what they need him to be, and so you he's know. the ultimate character, writing character for them. He's yeah. Like, he uh, does what he needs him to do. It shouldn't have to be, you know, like that burden is a lot more burdensome on just a humble little game uh, master. So Now, Ian World put out the fourth incarnation, which I, I have not seen. I'd, I'd look for a copy, but uh, it's called... What's old is new again system. So if anybody out there is familiar with it, uh, let us know. But yeah, that uh, is out there as well. So there are a different variety. And as Mike said, with uh, Games Workshops, First Incarnation all the way to Mongooses, have a scope in mind, have it random, even create a small map. And remember, if you need a name for a block, just look on social, <laughs> who's training on social media right now. <laughs> name it after that. Yeah, yeah. I, um, if you need any names like that, and just have fun. Yeah, you can blow apart uh, a whole or uh, settle a block war viciously and violently, and that could be a whole night's entertainment of just uh, shoot them up. Or you can have to track a futzy down before he detonates his bomb in a bizarre way to kill as many people in Mega City One as possible. Yeah, but, that, that, like he's. He's committed two bombings already. And but like, some of the scenarios that Mike suggested have already uh, been written in. That a futzy yeah. uh, future shock syndrome sufferer has created a, has masterminded very subtly a way to take out Mega City One. And he has set various devices around that will cause it timed with one another. Even if they are disarmed, it's sort of in his insanity. He has woven together almost an unravelable Gordian knot that. You know, the judges have to struggle with. And so that's a puzzle. And that is part of crime solving in its essence. Uh, Ideally, set it up so that, like, only by working in tandem, you know, can they possibly hope to avert disaster. Oh, man. So, so much, from CSI so and NCIS, that can give you some guideposts of how to make a few of these scenarios work. But, from you know, uh, translating terrorists into... Uh, Future shock gains or whatever <laughs> you want to do from that. Go ahead. Sugar dealers. And you've got them. You, you reintroduce uh, the French connection. Yep. You could do a Judge Popeye. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, the Carl Urban. It doesn't really work that well for Popeye Doyle. All right. But you see where I'm going here is that the classic noir elements and other things can be re-envisioned through the lens of science fiction uh, and brought to life again at the game table, which I... Oh, love. It's a if, love you're, if you're all upset or worried that your players are going to say it's ACAB, hey, it's all satire. Laugh. Make yeah. it fun. And that's the whole point is that being a judge it allows you all powerful decision making and you can subjugate anybody to your will. But you, you better have be rules. within the boundaries of the law. Yeah, you have to be in the, you'll have to obey the law, perp. Ultimate accountability. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why. This ultimate power does not ultimately corrupt. All right. But yeah, we covered it. We talked, we gushed a little bit, and that's fine. Uh, That's what we were here to do in the first place. So yeah, if you enjoyed what we do, of course, uh, visit us on our Facebook page. The Dice is Screaming. Give us a like and a follow, and keep up to date with what we're doing. But until next time, we're going to roll out. So may the dice dice always roll in your favor. We're out. See ya.